What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the TDM Show. I am your host, Greg. This week, we're going to talk about all kinds of games and nerdy news that got announced um, in the gaming world. But first, joined by some of the coolest dudes in the city, Kansas City, that is, one of which doesn't know how days work, uh, but is one of the top 26 photographers in Kansas City. What's up, Matt? How you doing? If I were to tell you that... No, never mind. I'm not even going to... Can't they can't take it from me now? Uh, I didn't pla- I didn't pass that class in college, Greg. It doesn't matter, but I still got a diploma. So <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something else that would further incriminate me, but uh, yeah, they can't get that on public oh. record. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not do that quite yet. I'm not. I'm not gonna test the skills of uh, um, CSI, FBI, TSA. Whoever monitors oh, uh, all of that. the APA, right. <laughs> IMF, Ethan Hunt, Alec Baldwin, whoever monitors all the the channels on Homeland, <laughs> and then the overworked, educated one. What's up, Caleb? How you doing? Ah, oh, man, just another day to be alive, and I'm thankful for it. Honestly, I'm ready to go to bed, but I've got four hours of homework after this. So, you know what? Like you said, overworked and overeducated. That's that's exactly what we are doing. <laughs> overworked and overeducated. That's what we're doing over here. Uh, speak for yourself for that one, sir. I'll take the overworked part, but overeducated, I'm far from. Uh, so, gentlemen, did you guys play any games this week? Uh, yes. Kind of. What'd you I, play, Matt? I, I had to think about that for a second, but I did play games this week. Um, I'm inching closer to getting the platinum for Ratchet and Clank. I'm doing the playthrough on challenge mode right now, which I think is where a bulk of my trophies will get. Um, I think I only have eight trophies left on that one, nine maybe. Um, and then I am also, I no, I didn't go back to Immortals, but I did go back to Astrobot just because. It was just a fun little time waster um, that I was doing uh, one of the days when I had a lunch break. Nice. What about you, Caleb? So I put some time in Astrobots, and then I looked up easy PS5 trophies. That was a terrible thing. <laughs> it then directed me to a YouTube channel. It's like, oh, here are some easy PS5 trophies where you can platinum them. Oh, you've already got a bunch of these in your PlayStation library, so you should check them out because they came out on PlayStation Plus, blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, download Bug Snacks. Get a uh, man eater, uh, and then like Absolver popped up on that list. I'm like, oh, I remember Absolver. They lied. Those are not easy trophies. I mean, they're relatively easy if you have time, which is the one thing I don't have. So I'm now com- com- like, I've got like five to twenty-five percent completion on all of those games: Bug Snacks, uh, Astro Bot, Man Eater, and Absolver. And then I'm like 45% through Skyrim. So I'm just like, okay, is there an order to get these done in so I can get a bunch of trophies at once? Or do I just have to just knock them off one at a time? We'll see. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw you an easy one here. It's called Road Bustle. Road Let me bustle. tell you what. Road Bustle. I'm pretty sure that's what, it, what the title of it was. Uh, listen to it on a little podcast, you know. Clock that in as my fourth trophy of the year. Cost you oh, a fucking four. Uh, uh, you can you can boo all you want. Why are you booing me? I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. Wow. So road bustle is ninety nine cents. 
it is a the most it's like a um, a unity engine bootleg frogger mm. all right bet. it's really bad all you do is walk forward for tops 10 minutes and you you catch that platinum <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Look, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's rule of the games. All right. Hey, listen, you're not wrong though. What games did you play? Uh, so besides that, I've also played. I played a little bit more Star Wars Racer. Um, got into that a little bit. Played a little bit more of Ratchet and Clank. I think I worked through like the first three or four levels. I'm gonna see if I can't platinum that as well. And actually use that to challenge my son to get off Dagom YouTube. I was like, look, dude, I bet you can't beat Ratchet and Clank before me. Because he's got the PS4 up in his room now. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But, uh, and I, I don't think, I, I didn't play any Man Eater. So I just played those three. Road Bustle, Star Wars Racer, and Ratchet. Cool. Makes sense. Am I having massive audio issues? No, you're good. All right, well, I'm seeing the camera. All the cameras are frozen, so <laughs> the <laughs> interwebs are giving me problems. Yeah, we can hear you loud and clear. But if we're good audio-wise, all right, if we're good audio-wise, then let's, uh, let's talk about some video game news from this week. So I've got my tabs open here. Um, we can talk about some U-turns that happened, uh, some evilness. Um, we can talk about something vicarious or maybe a VR headset. What do you all think? Ooh. My first vote's for U-turn. You said U-turn? Want to go on U-turn? So, yeah, U-turns. Xbox U-turns on gold subscription price hike after fan backlash. So this is coming from gamesindustry.biz. Less than 18 hours after it was announced, Xbox has scrapped its plans to raise the price of its Xbox Live Gold subscription service. Uh, the firm had previously announced that its gold membership scheme, which it was, which is what gamers need to play, uh, able to play Xbox games online, would be increased by one dollar for one month subscription, five dollars for three months. Uh, and up to and thirty, I think it was twenty dollars for six months. So essentially, it was going from ten bucks a month um, to eleven, from twenty-five bucks for three months to thirty, and from forty dollars for six months to sixty. Sixty. But the six, sixty. That's six zero. But the one-year membership apparently was still going to charge sixty dollars. So this happened, and then a day later. This is coming from IGN uh, by Adam Bankhurst. Microsoft announced that it was reversing its decision and will not charge Xbox Live Gold pricing. Furthermore, free-to-play games will no longer require an Xbox Live Gold membership to play on Xbox consoles. That part, I think, is huge. So PlayStation Forever has done, uh, if uh, as far as I know, if it's free-to-play, like Fortnite or uh, I think ESO is also in there. Correct. Um, and Final Fantasy. Well, and no, Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. If 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 it was free to play or you paid for a subscription service on there on a diff for a different game, you didn't have to have online. Like DCEU, for instance. DCEU has always been free to play. Um, you don't have to pay for the for the uh, PlayStation Plus. 
on Xbox Gold, however, you had to pay to play Fortnite online, even though it's free to play. So them not only reversing their pricing, but also reversing the requirement for online service for these free to play games. Really interesting how it only took 18 hours. I mean, got to give credit to Uncle Phil and the squad over there. They uh, definitely listen to fans uh, in some cases because this is this is a place where like you can give them credit for like, all right, they tried something. Everybody was like, nah, take it back. And then they took it back uh, and responded in kind. I think the 18 hour turnaround um, is indicative of the world we live in because I jumped on Twitter and it was on fire. Um, and they saw that then clearly it was hot enough for them to feel it. So they. Um, backtrack um, good for, good on them uh, I agree with you it's a huge step for them to drop that requirement for free-to-play games to have the PlayStation Plus subscription huge huge deal so again good on them for doing that uh, hopefully they keep doing more this just seems like a trend though from Xbox I mean we had the Halo reveal last year where they're all proud of themselves look what we did Banging on the chest, ha 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 ha, we're the best, and then everybody's like, skirt, skirt. What Your game it? looks like trash, my dude. Like it, it is not good. And they instantly, from that point, reversed their plans to launch it with the console, which I think ultimately is hurting them. Um, and then they have so far pushed it back to as late as this uh, holiday season this year. So it's uh, it it's it's good that they're reading their fans. It's just really upsetting that they don't understand their fans. Yeah, that's about to say. Like, they're really disconnected from the community, even though they're like, they're plugged in, but they're not like listening. It's like they're like, it's like that one dude that shows up to the house party with headphones on. Like, bro, what are you? <laughs> what is you doing, my guy? Uh, I that's the only way I can think about it. Is like, either their community managers are not communicating with like uh, upper management well enough, or upper management's not listening. One like there's a disconnect there somewhere because you can't you can't be so quick to respond to fan criticism yet not know how to like present something on the front end that the the fans like in the first place. You can't always be reacting to fan criticism. You have to like put out something that's like, oh, we get our fans, we love our fans, and we do this, and the fans are like, oh yeah, we with that fam. Like, what's going on over there? What what's? I, I'd be really interested just to like hear. Not like their investor call meetings or their their monthly meetings or the meetings where Phil has to have with uh uh what's his new the new guy yeah the new head of Microsoft I think it's uh Nadella Sasha Nadella anyway those meetings are probably very filled with numbers but the meetings I want to hear in is like the meetings Uncle Phil is having with his Xbox team I want I want to be in that room I want to find out what's going on who's talking to who. What are they talking about? Where in the world are they pulling their information from? Are they pulling it from like Xbox uh, message boards or are they pulling it from the world? Like, are you actually listening to what's going on in the world? Because on Twitter, I ain't seen a single person been super excited to get a P an Xbox one yet. I've seen a bunch of people excited to get a PS5. Yeah, uh, and Satya Nadella, uh, so you're correct in the last name. However, you are totally incorrect in the new head of Microsoft as he's been in place since February 4th, 2014. Yeah, um, that's, new, that's new considering like Steve Ballmer was there for... <laughs> <laughs> Steve Ballmer was there for, for a grip and a half. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is interesting. Like, I... 
people are thinking that Xbox isn't producing that many consoles. And, like, that might be true, but at the same time, it was up for at least 45 minutes yesterday on Target's webpage. Yeah. So, it's like, it, if it's true they're not producing more, it's even more damning as the demand is not... I mean, it's there, but it, in comparison to its competitor, it's hardly there at all. Um, as it's there for 45 minutes on an online pages, you can't seem to find PlayStations 30 seconds after they launch. Um, it is getting better for both consoles. We are seeing more of them out there in the wild, which is cool. One day they might actually be at a storefront. Um, that'll probably be in like 2025, but you know, we'll see. Yes, yeah, scalpers are some style still prospering. I don't get it. They are, and the prices are coming down though. Like, I mean, they were what a grand, yeah, uh, Christmas time, and now they're, I mean, they're 750, so they're still overpriced. Um, but. Uh, why does why do Microsoft and PlayStation care about that? They're still selling their consoles. Those are all sold through consoles, so it doesn't matter to them. <laughs> like yeah. W. Um, so Matt, do you have any thoughts on the Microsoft turnaround? You're saying this, and it really only comes back to 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 a particular phrase, and it's a variant of something you've said before on air, uh, Greg. Um, I believe. My variation of it is do stupid, get stupid. <laughs> and so it's kind of uh, um, they're they again do this thing where they're just like, we, we know the way we know exactly what you guys want. And it's like, we're, we're going to do it. Uh, I'm trying to equate it to a movie scene, like a TV show um, where someone's just like, uh, I'm like king of the world. I rule everything. And then he's just like, uh, not this, this, or this. He's like, I'm king of some things. And he's like, actually not this, this, or this either. And he's like, I'm king of like one thing. <laughs> that's what seems to, to be happening right now is they got to keep walking it back. <laughs> and they're just like, all right, but let's, let's slow your roll. I know, I know Caleb over here, uh, like respects and roots for, for uncle Phil. Um, and he's done a lot of good by the gaming community and for the gaming community. Um, but from at some point, from the top down, you just got to look at yourselves. Like, if we keep having to walk things back, what are we doing wrong? Like, how how can we rectify this? Big facts. And also, it's also really questionable, like, what these games are going to look like in the future. Like, don't get me wrong. I think you should do whatever you like to do. But as we've seen in the movie industry, like movies have come out that were far ahead of their time or far outdated and they just, they don't hit and they, they don't hit for years to come. Uh, I mean, video game wise, you look at Kingdoms of Amular. Kingdoms yeah. of Amular was an amazing game when it launched, but no it didn't it. have, nobody bought it. Nobody bought that game at all, whether it be because of lack of marketing or whatever the case may be, but it's so popular that they re-released it on the PS4 and Xbox Series consoles, and and are also coming to the Switch later this year, um, but it, it didn't hit at its time. So, I mean, I don't know. One of the games of the year last year is an old, old, old PC game. Uh, Among Us. Yeah. That's an old PC yeah. game. Old PC game. For some reason, it just took off on mobile, and everyone on it, everyone and their great grandmother were playing that. So, timing. So, but you know, when it's in gaming industry, you don't want that timing, especially physical wise. You don't want that timing to hit late. Otherwise, it's uh, and even more so with online games. Like if that online game doesn't bump up until way later, when it's a AAA title, there's no recuperating. You're done. 
Alright. Let's look at... I got some vicarious stuff going on. I got a VR headset. And I got a list of games. Nah, you pick this time. Let's do list of games. List of games. Alright, so, coming from GameSpot... This is list of game releases for January 2021, and I think I got some February in here too. All right, so January this month we got Iris Falls on the 8th of January, Five Nights at Freddy's Core Collection on the 12th of January, January 14 brought us MXGP 2020, and Scott Pilgrim vs. the World: The Game Complete Edition. This last week on January 20 we saw Hitman 3, and January 21 brought us Ride 4. Uh, January 22, Bladed Fury. January 26, we're getting Atelier Ryza 2, Lost Legends, and A Secret Fairy, as well as Cyber Show. January 28, we get The Medium and the Yakuza Remastered Collection. And January 29, Gods Will Fall. Mm. Uh, now remind me, Gods Will Fall, is that the one that they showed at uh, in the summer? Or they may have showed it at E3 in 2019. Um where it's like they had the the alien that came down who met the kid and like they kind of grew up together the guy left and then he came back and he was just like I'm destined to rule this place uh cuz I like cuz like I'm a goddamn hero or something like that. Is that the same one? Joe, if that's God's will fall the the cover art does not match this game whatsoever. I don't, I'm trying to figure out what God's will fall is and uh I can't honestly tell you. I, I, and I literally don't... All I remember from that trailer is that. Uh, and it was just... I don't know. It was so weird. It was almost jarring. And I was just like, okay. No, no, keep vamping. My internet is working fantabulously right now. I've got that Ricky net. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Boo, boo, boo. Um, I know these games sound familiar and less than... A third of them sounds interesting. Alright, here we go. Uh, the thrill of the hunt runs through the blood of the clan. It's ritual for the trophy seas to be worn proudly and displayed for all to take notice. The hides of five exclusive beasts. Uh, this, this, where's like the description of the game? Come on, man. Like, the, there's so much to this. Uh, this is... No, I don't think this is that game at all, Matt. Okay. This is like a Diablo-like... Okay. Oh, okay. Now I'm interested. So is it like a dungeon crawler or is it a Diablo like loot drop? It, it looks like a Diablo like as far as like the isometric kind of gameplay style. Um, unravel the dark secrets of each ancient god as you venture into the elaborate and perilous lairs, crawling with minions who will stop at nothing to defend the, their deities. Each location will be deadlier than the last. Eight different warriors uh, navigate a world of duality, a lesson in brutality. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds like a bunch so, of uh, That one seems marginally interesting. I mean, it's. I'm not against this one. Like, it doesn't seem that bad. Yeah, well, you know, especially if it's an easy platinum, I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> It's, it's, uh, I don't know. It seems like it could be right up my alley, honestly. 
it, it's not quite as polished looking as Diablo is, but it definitely has, you know, everything's kind of going off those old gods kind of stuff recently, and I'm, I'm kind of into that. Yeah. Speaking of Diablo, quick side note, uh, there's gameplay footage of Diablo Immortals up on IGN. Go check that out. It looks real good. Additionally, if you are on Battle.net, they've actually updated us on information about Diablo 4. So, the closer that gets... Alright, so you so that. you said you've never heard of anything games on the list? Well, I'm not like I've heard. I've like I did, none of them stuck in mind. Go through the list one more time. Make sure I'm not lying to myself. Man, I'm struggling today. Mario is coming in all garbled right now. <laughs> I got back green screened over here. So you haven't heard any of the games on this list, Caleb? I think I have, but I'm not like none of them stuck in my head. I know you've heard of Hitman. Well, yes, but like, it's Hitman. I know you've heard of Five Nights at Freddy's. I've heard of it. I've never played it, and I don't care about it. I know you've heard of Atelier Ryza. I know you're. I know this because that. I've talked about this on the console quite a, on the podcast quite yeah, a bit. I know this because I know you're excited about it. And I think Greg Froze. Yeah. Yeah, Greg, Greg, so, Greg Froze. So while, while he's I, playing his internet reconnects, we're going to continue to talk about games that he likes, uh, and we'll figure it out. Um, I know none of those games. Again, I'm not super familiar with. Hold on, I'm trying to fix I, my side. Oh, there he is. He's alive! He's alive! He's alive! Um, yeah, I have a very specific niche of games that I've, that I've fallen into and loved. Like, honestly, I downloaded, uh, Beyond Light, still have not touched it to this day. I've had it for a month, Caleb. Oh, we're talking about Destiny? <laughs> yeah. Oh, bruh, listen. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I had almost, I almost had the full intention of coming on this podcast and say, I'm about the platinum chase. <laughs> Three <laughs> weeks into the year, I'm about the platinum chase. Because honestly, uh, I found my Nintendo Switches, and that's all I want to play. I just want to play. Oh, you found them? Yeah, I found them. I just want to play Fire Emblem. Like, I'll be really, I'll be real with you. I do not care about a platinum. I do not care about a PlayStation. My PlayStation is like currently being used as my media player. Uh, a lot of uh, NCIS getting played on PlayStation right now. A lot of yeah. a lot of sports. Watching my Celtics get slacked all over the basketball arena. Uh, watch KU getting just bro. Honestly, their, their heads getting dribbled off the court. I can't. So I, it's bad. I have a question for you, sir. Who do you think at this point has it worse? Xbox with all the walking back they have to do, or the Nets losing to the Cavs twice? <laughs> <laughs> After they traded their two defensive players to the Cavs to get James Harden, quote unquote, the best scorer in the league. Uh, well, actually, Kevin Durant's one hundred percent the best scorer in the league. Even in two K, like Kevin Durant is unguardable. Just keep it within the game, Durant. So, like, if you understand how unguardable two, like Kevin Durant is on two K, imagine how unguardable he is in real life. But real talk, yeah. And the, the thing is, like, yeah, being partnered up with. 
Kyrie and Harden, you would think it's like, how do you stop that? That you would think they're okay. Dang, so I let me walk this back. Let, 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 let me walk that. Let me walk this back. In the modern era of basketball, you have Steph, Katie, and Clay already a problem trio. I don't even watch basketball like that, and I just know if they pull up on like literally a random my park in Sorry. 2K, don't no, you're, you're you're done. Log off every single server. You don't belong here. <laughs> uh, like two, like two, maybe one and a half half steps down is Kyrie, KD. And Harden, you don't mess with them. But apparently, you do if you're Colin Sexton, a young bull in in Cleveland, looked them dead dead in the eyes and said, "No, this is my league." (laughs) (laughs) Look at me, I am the captain now. (laughs) He's like, "Oh, Eastern Conference, y'all thought y'all had that? No, bet." (laughs) Here's the funny thing: the Cavs couldn't win a game previous to KD uh, teaming up with. Like they couldn't. They couldn't buy themselves a game. Now, all of a sudden, they know how to play. Bro, they balling out. For no other reason than despite them. Literally, this could be their only two good games for the rest of the season. And, and it doesn't, like, and you've, and it, like, it doesn't matter because you've already tainted the, <laughs> the legacy that would have been this big three. <laughs> it's insane. And I think, I think, in reality, it's a timing thing. Short off season, people coming back different because they only have 40, 48 games this bro, season. The Cavs had like two hundred eighty seven days off, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they didn't make the playoffs. They, they barely made it out there, Eastern. They barely made it out of their division. Uh, so <laughs> they've been at home for a very long time, just hanging out, learning chemistry, blah blah blah. And then you add um, Karis Levert and Jared Allen. Two young bulls who know how to ball, who know how to play defense, but like it's still Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden, and they couldn't they couldn't play defense. Like who is it? Bradley Beal said the Wizards couldn't play defense against a parked car. I don't think that the the Brooklyn Nets could play defense. They, they couldn't defend a coffin at this point. It's bad, bro. <laughs> hey, hey, my boy Steve Nash is trying everything he can. <laughs> Steve Nash is over there, like he's he, he's stupefied. <laughs> Not sure what to do with his life, man. He's just like, I paid the money, I got the players. Now what? <laughs> now what? Hey, you got, yeah, y'all don't know how to play. I mean, I got to Y'all know what the problem is. All right, guys. I can't just do this. I can't do this like we did, Coach Carter. <laughs> do this, Coach Carter. And y'all score a bucket. That doesn't work in real life. Uh, what is it? Like uh, LeBron reminiscing about Kobe when he yeah. sees this? He just he's telling everyone to get the fuck out the way. <laughs> That's all Harden knows how to do. Yeah, pretty much. With Coach Carter, where he's got 16 sisters and they're all named Mary. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, man. Greg, you're back. Good to have you back. I'm back. Sorry about that, guys. Although I do want to talk about 2K way more than I've ever intended to talk about 2K. <laughs> Which is crazy because I'm pretty sure 2K is officially on the ban list for this podcast. Oh, it is the ban list. It is the ban list. <laughs> the entire list is just all the 2Ks. So I don't know where we left off because the last thing I heard was there, and then I just disconnected and tried to reboot. Yeah, um, so Atelier Riser. Only reason I know about that game is because I know you're excited for that game. Yeah, that's right. I got two copies pre-ordered: one for the Switch, one for the PS4. Try to oh. get a copy for the PS5 digitally, but that didn't work out so well. So we'll see. Maybe some other time. What happened was, well, can't you just do the? 
hit the game game mode version and play the PS5 version since you got the physical? Yeah, yeah I can do that, but I was uh, really hoping to get one of those for free and then buy another one, mm. but I'm not cool enough to get a free copy. But that's why I need you guys out there listening to recommend us to new people so we can grow our audience and we can do more and talk about more games. For free. free. So, the medium. I know we've talked about the medium. That was shown off at the. Is that the kind of like in the same world as Control? Uh, that. Uh, no, this was one. I'm pretty sure this is one that was split in two worlds. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where it's the the girl who can talk to people on the other side, and like yeah. you see both like current and past of the same exact yeah. area yeah okay um, it's starting to come back now uh i know it's a game i won't play because it is scary uh i know you've heard of yakuza yeah but like who hasn't heard of yakuza but the best part is is it's outside not of a new like game. brian altano and max Scoville, i don't know i don't i don't know anyone who's actually is, like excited for yakuza do you know Person. spencer <laughs> you, you know rich homie spencer yeah, you're right. rich homie spencer loves some yakuza uh, but yeah, man, I, we need to get him on here more. Yeah. It's, uh, it's mostly just cause you know, we need to get him on here more so we can be on there more, you know, kind of one of those little win win kind of deals. <laughs> so, uh, any of those games that are on that list that you guys are like intrigued about, excited for, you want to play. As I was saying earlier, I, as I've explored, this debacle known as being a gamer. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I uh, find... Should I charge that to the game? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just shocked that he just called himself a gamer. Uh, um, I did not say I am specifically, but it, like, it's, it's kind of like when you go to school to discover a path, and you're like, is this for me kind of thing. And Look, then you're man, you, in college... You used to... And then you're just like you thousands of dollars in debt, and you're just like, I'm just here. <laughs> you used a big word before the word gamer, so I just assumed you said I am a gamer. Um, so you know that's what it is. That's it's. I'm I'm uh, a, I'm a big guy, not a smart guy. <laughs> Those are not mutually exclusive because you are a lot smarter than a lot of people out there right now. Big facts. Say that again. When people set the bar low, it's easy to go high. <laughs> okay. The Barack Obama memes with Michelle Obama. Barack Obama sitting in the presidential chair, Michelle Obama snatching the phone out of his hands. <laughs> so again, not to get political, this is a funny meme. It's like I got two terms, you got two impeachments. <laughs> we are not the we same. Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle snatches out of the phone and is like, we go high. <laughs> Speaking of which, since we're gonna bring up Michelle Obama. I loved the meme of her in her purple dress. Yes. But they gave her a lightsaber. lightsaber? Oh, yeah. Bruh. Yeah, that's think, tough. I think my favorite it? one was uh, her, uh, Dr. Jill Biden and uh, Kamala Harris. Yep. Uh, and there's like Jonas Brothers 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one where they turned them into uh, the Powerpuff Girls. I'm like, oh, no, now y'all are like, getting out of hand. But I also saw one where they basically took all the women who were in, like, monochrome suits and, like, put them in the, like, this is the new Jedi Senate. Because <laughs> like, they gave them all lightsabers. I'm like, y'all are having too much fun in these streets. 
yeah but back to your earlier question greg um i can't say that there's a game in that list that i'm like ultra excited for um it'll have to be one of those things that it either through a couple friend recommendations um or i just happen to see it on like it ends up on playstation plus for free later this year uh because there are games that happens to um yeah, that's probably the only way I envision myself playing any of those games, maybe, or trying them. Honestly, Hitman, Hitman. The more I think about it, Hitman is a game I could see myself definitely playing, but I haven't played one, two, or three in this rebooted franchise. You don't need to. Uh, I know from, I don't, so I'm just like, ah, I'll just jump into it. Well, not only that, from what I understand, uh, if you think if you buy it on the Epic Game Store, you get access... You can import your old games into it. I think if you buy it digitally on the PlayStation or Xbox console, there is a deluxe edition where you get all three of them bundled in together. Okay, um, so you can play them. Yeah. Um, but, but Matt, I kind of want to go off your statement where you're like, ah, nothing's really interesting me here on here. Like, that that's, that's something that I'm actually kind of concerned about. So, uh, for the last few years, usually in January, February timeframe, we get, we get some heavy hitters. We get... Uh, we've got Resident Evil in January. We've got Kingdom Hearts in January. God of War came on April, so I'll correct you on that one. Um, but we also, we've got, like, last year we got Dragon Ball came out in January. Like, we've got some pretty decent-sized games that have come out in January. Mm-hmm. Got nothing really this year. Um, and I'm wondering if we've kind of reached that point where... We have seen the games that were in production through COVID that were able to trip over the finish line but still make it. And now we're going to have kind of this drought where all these games that were kind of in earlier stages of production and not quite there. And I mean, this could also hit us in six months, but we just see these games not come out as of right now. I mean, we just, we've seen recently Far Cry 3 get delayed. We still don't have any information on Ratchet and Clank, uh, the new one. Uh, I can't remember the name. Uh, Rift? Rift Apart? Yeah, Rift, 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 yeah. Rift in Time. There you go. Rift something. Um, the, the That one's supposed to be a launch window game for the PlayStation 5. Uh, we, have, we have, and there's more of them out there. Are we going to see a drought of games, kind of like we saw a drought of movies when we had the writer strike? Yeah, I think I think we we fall into the. Unfortunately, I think we fall into the gaming cycle where we we have a drought until. March. We get a few games in March, and then it's dead for the summer. And we don't see good games again until August. So, because I'm trying to think back, even even prior to this, we, I mean, we had some some good games that came out over the past two years, but and maybe that's because we were spoiled in what was it, 2018? Because we had 2018 was ridiculous. Yeah, we had so God of games. War. I think Horizon Zero Dawn was either late 2017 or like early 2018. Um, or February. That was uh, February 28, 2017. Okay, yeah. Um, and Sp- Spider-Man. The first Spider-Man came out in 2018 as well. Yep. Uh, was Red Dead 2018? Red Dead 2? Yes. Or was that 2017? Yeah. So, uh, honestly, we were spoiled yep. 2018. And then that eventually lulled into like this really big dip in 2019. 
2020. Like, we did get some good games. But 2020 was a banger of a year, considering. I mean, you got Doom Eternal, you right. have Last of Us 2, Final Fantasy Animal Remake, Crossing. Animal Crossing, Dragon Ball Kakarot, um, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel's Avengers. Although it wasn't like a hit, it was a pretty big game. And then, of course, you right. had Spider Man, Miles Morales. Uh, but, and, and a lot of those in the state they were in. We're further, we're closer to production than some yep. of the titles that we we should be getting right now, um, and you're right, COVID affected that. Um, so yeah. maybe we we don't see anything till late 2021. Uh, even some of the stuff isn't projected until 2022. Yeah, um, we, we saw uh, Hogwarts Legacy get pushed back to 2022. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw the debacle that was 2077. Uh, we know a bunch of game studios had to shut down their in-person offices and have to move online. And there have been reports of just like, it's just not the same. It's harder to do. Like you're not in a cubicle next to the art guy. You can't just like, hey, oh, Steve, did you get the, like you literally are, everyone's in their homes and trying to develop from the home. So I think the development cycle just got a little bit longer. I'm, I'm honestly okay with that. Um, we've got uh, an extensive backlog of games. Um, if people like us who are self gamers um, that play a, lo- a lot of different kind of games, we've got we've got. Well, if you play PlayStation, you do. Yeah, true. There's that. Uh, uh, shots fired. Um, but then there's a bunch of people in the middle who only play three or four games a year: 2K, Madden, or Call of Duty. Those are still gonna happen. Like hell, high water. Those are gonna happen. So the I think the vast. Um, a bunch, a bunch of gamers in the middle are going to get their two, three games a year. And then there's, like, um, the other end of the bell curve where, like, they literally get one or two games. And they beat those games thoroughly. And then they sell them. So they might get four games in, like, two years. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's a good point. It's just that, it, you know, you have these brand-new consoles just dropped. People are gonna want to get new games for the new consoles, but you know, the people now usually gravitate towards big AAA titles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, looking in February, you have Control, which is a re-release game coming to both the series and the and the five. Um, Werewolf: The Apocalypse, Earth Blood. That don't remember ridiculous. that game. I, I've seen the 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 what you want to call it the poster cover for that at that. Hmm. No, I didn't look at it at all. Uh, but you've got the Neo Collection coming out on the 5th. Um, Super Mario 3D World, a, again, a re-release. I am personally excited for it, but it's coming out. Persona 5 Strikers. Ghost for that one. Yeah, Bravely Default 2. And I mean, I'm, these aren't all the games. These are just the, the bigger ones that I'm spotting on here that I'm pointing out. Um, March. Prince of Persia, Sands of Time remake, Returnal. That one looks. That one looks interesting. I might. I might pick that one up. Yakuza Six, which is a re-release because it's only coming out on the Xbox One and PC. Balan Wonderland, which I am excited about. That comes out. Um, that's the platformer from Square Enix. Comes out on all consoles. Monster Hunter Rise. Like, don't get me wrong. We're we're getting games, but we're not getting what our normal springs yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, like, the year of 2018, we got God of War. Uh, in, like, three months, you had Mortal Kombat, God of War, MLB The Show, which will get announced next month, hasn't yet. 
you had Days Gone come out, and that was all before May, maybe? Like, you have four huge games come out. And then this year, you also had a Far Cry game came out that year. I I don't know which one. Uh, Far Cry came out. We had Anthem came uh, out that year. Well, I I think it was New Dawn. Yeah. It was five or New Dawn. One of the two came out that year. And uh, you had Division 2 came out 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Anthem came out 2018. Like, these are... These are big games, whether they they hit or not. They're all games that people were like, "Oh man, I want these." Yeah. Before they launched, and they launched, and stuff happened. Um, twenty nineteen, we had similar effect. We had a whole bunch of games come out. Twenty twenty, you mean before, even during early stages of COVID, you had Doom Eternal, Resident Evil three, uh, Far Cry, I think came out last year, Animal Crossing. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, like I said, Dragon Ball Kakarot, like you had all these big games came out earlier in the year. We have nothing right now. And whether it's because of COVID or whether it's because people are re-programming, uh, re-engineering games for the new consoles, like there's there's nothing. We did just get announced, that's going to be our next topic, I guess we can whirl into, we did just get announced uh, Resident Evil Village, yeah. which is Resident Evil 8 coming out, that's going to come out May 7. But again... What are we looking at? Like that's that's the biggest game we have that's on across co- platforms that we have. I mean, yes, again, Outriders is supposed to come out. I haven't heard or seen anything big about that game hit the news in quite some time. Like they, it's like they just went ninja silent on this thing. Like we don't talk about, it, they'll forget about it. And we can delay it. Um, as we talked about last time, new Pokemon Snap comes out April thirtieth. Neo Replicant is coming out in April. Is that a continuation, a sequel, or is it a spiritual, like spiritual sequel, successor, whatever? They call let it. me let me find out about this right here. Because Naratomino was a massive game. I never was able to get my hands on it. No, I was able to get my hands on it, but I just never had time to like sit down with it. Uh, but I've I've seen people getting giddy about this one. Now, I will say, while, while you're looking that up, Craig, uh, Pokemon Snap, obviously, goes without saying. I'm stoked about it. I know everyone else is probably stoked about it just because um, we haven't seen this since um, it came out on Nintendo 64, I believe. I don't think they've done anything since then for Pokemon Snap. Was there a um, Snap for a Game Boy? OG Game Boy? Nope. N64, you are correct, Matt. Uh, so, the fact that they're giving this, us this... Uh, the year Pokemon's 25th anniversary. Here for it. Uh, from what I can uh, find out on the interwebs, Caleb, Near Replicant is a re-release of the first Near game. Oh, okay. So they're playing their cards right. People love the Tomino, so they want to go back and get those. Yes. Play the OG game. Okay, makes sense. No wonder people are giddy about it. Um, May right now has Siri the beginning on PC. Uh, Resident Evil Village Death could be All right. S A Y R I. Um, Death Loop, and then June has Back for Blood. Yeah, Death. I mean, there's PlayStation is putting a lot of money behind Death Loop. I don't know if that's gonna hit or it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna stink. I don't know. Yeah, there was there was a lot of promo for that. What was it at the Game Awards? The Game Awards, uh, like you can't get on the PlayStation app or the PlayStation Marketplace because you know how like there isn't like a dedicated page when you go to the PlayStation Store. It's just that landing page. You can't get anywhere on that landing page without seeing Deathloop. 
Look, here's the thing. It's on if, PlayStation if, Blog, it's on PlayStation.com, it's everywhere. If Maze Games maintain the level they're going at, where we have three games for the month of May right now, and don't get me wrong, we'll, we might get more, but to be four months away from May and us have three games, Deathloop, whether it's a, a wet fart or not, is going to be a banger. Because you got nothing else to play. Like, people are going to buy that game. Right, it right. might not Nintendo be a critical did, success, but it'll be a commercial one. Right. Nintendo does such a great job of giving us a heads-up notice about the games, too. Bro, listen. listen <laughs> I cannot wait for that Thursday before Super Mario 3D World comes out, and then be like, here's our direct. Let's talk about wait, some wait, games. So, so, Greg, we played this game last year. And I kind of want to. I want to kind of want to do it again, just because it's always fun to see you do this. When do you think we're getting our next direct? Don't, do this. Okay. Don't start <laughs> this. Don't start this. All right, look, look, because you you're gonna start this, and then throughout the year, you're gonna get angry, Greg, every two weeks because we didn't get our Nintendo direct. All right, so the game comes out on the 12th of February. That's a Friday. Uh, my like we let me look at this list again. See, it's like so, there are games that we know are coming to the Switch that we have not seen anything on in quite some time. Apex Legends, we need an update on. Um, we need an update on Axiom Verge 2 coming out to the Switch. Probably not a big one. That's probably going to be more of like a Nindy Direct. Um, what else can I find on here real quick? I mean, you have like the Legends of Cold Steel, I think it is, that are coming out. That we haven't heard anything out. That's already out for the 4, but hasn't been announced or released yet and dated yet for the Switch. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 on Switch? Mm-hmm. Not happening. Not happening. Not at all. Um, so, like, you, you've got all these games that are out there. We don't know. I, I can't imagine they're going to wait until the throes of the holiday season to start hitting us with the uh, uh, Zelda 35th anniversary information. We've got to get something you would think this year for Metroid's 35th anniversary, which kind of talked about last week as well. Pokemon is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year. So, like, these are three major game titles. At least two of them are major. One of them is a, like a, a fan cult favorite that we just want something from. That they have to talk about. So you would think whether it be we get these specialized directs uh, like they did last year where they did the Nindies and they were like, here's your Mario, here's your Pokemon or whatever, the focus directs, you'd think they've got to start pushing them out sometime soon. Mario, like I was saying, comes out on the 12th, which is a Friday. So I would expect by the 4th, 5th, we get a direct because they usually do them on like a Thursday. Mm-hmm. We would get a direct by then. If I base it off of what we learned last year, we'll probably get a direct on like the 26th of February. So, like, I, I and I'm saying 26th of February jokingly because they always do a direct before a big launch game. Um, I don't know. There's there's so many games up in the air for the Switch. So many, just Breath of the Wild 2. I didn't even talk about that one. Breath of the Wild 2 people want. We haven't heard anything about that. Uh Bayonetta 3 has been all has been silent since it got announced. Like we don't know anything about these games and then you have the stuff we do know about that we don't know any release information for. Again, this all goes back to is this all rollover from last year and what we're currently going through in this pandemic where we're suffering um, we're seeing this hit video games now more than we expected. And yes, 
you still have your backlog, but the video game industry is dependent on you buying games. Just like movie theaters are dependent on you going to the theater to watch movies, I don't think it's so bad that you'll see games and industries start to collapse, but you could see smaller studios die. This this could have a huge adverse effect on your your bigger than indie, but not your AAA studios fall to the side and another loss of things like THQ, um, Midway, stuff, uh, not Activision, but um, Acclaim, like they go to the side and you lose that, that other tier of games and you don't have quite as much diversity as we've seen the last few years. Yeah, and so. I think it's something, it's something has to be said like, okay, this is predominantly a console problem. Like, on the PC side, uh, I think Steam released more games last month than they released all of last year. Steam breaks that record every day. It's crazy. And I, like, so it's, it's, it's kind of, it's a tough thing when we lose a studio, right? Because like, man, like we're losing studios, games aren't coming out, but you hop on Steam and there's literally like 1,600 new games added. You're like, first of all, who, 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 1,600 who? From where and what are they doing here? Like, like, are these just like knockoff games? Are they are they are they re-releases? What's going on? So like, it's 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 it, it's kind of it sucks. Um, again, our hearts, uh, minds and wishes and prayers and good lucks and good vibes and whatever skill we have goes towards all the developers out there because man, y'all got it bad. Um, and that's why we like to talk about good games on here and support good games. If the game is trash, we're gonna call it out as trash, but. At first, yeah, I, it, I was more I was more optimistic when we started this conversation, but after listening to you, now it's it's dire out there. You're right, Greg. It's, it's not good. It's not looking good, my boy. <laughs> you better yeah. sweet out here. Yeah, and I, I did. And I, I did. It's it's like we're sitting here talking about you know the video game industry. We're not even talking about retailers. Man. Like you've got your mom yeah, yeah pop shops. Not just your mom and pop shops. Your big most well-known video game store in the entire world if they don't have new games to sell people aren't driven into the stores to go buy those games I, I like on launch days for games for some unknown reason it doesn't matter that the people aren't coming in for that big title you are still having people you've never seen before or you haven't seen in months come into your store to buy a game it's almost like they see a crowd and they want to be part of said crowd. They just go with the flow. So when you don't have those big game releases, you don't have those people flocking to the stores, you're not selling even more than what you would normally sell. Like, and that's that's what's really concerning. Is And I know everybody dogs on GameStop. Oh, they don't give me crap for trade prices. Whatever, get out of here. You know, Educate yourself on, on um, how businesses work. But if you don't have a GameStop, you're unemploying hundreds of thousands of people and you don't have a means to go find these physical games that you don't know if you like. Sure, you can buy on the PlayStation 4 for 60 bucks or you can buy it pre-owned for, what, 10, 20 sometimes? Like, that's that's what I'm getting at here. Like, the, the impact is far more reaching than just those guys making games and just what we want to play. It's, it is huge. And yeah. if, if we... If, like we don't know what's going to happen. We could be all be wrong in our speculation, and they all have these aces in their pockets, and they're going to throw them down the table and say, "Whatever, we win." W. 
But at this point in time, this is a little concerning. Yeah, I read an economist panel, and this is just based on like regular uh, putting my money in safe places, buy Bitcoin, stocks, Nike stock, Apple stock, blah, blah, blah. I read an economist that said, we are going to start to see the negative effects of the economy from 2020 at the end of 2021. So 2022, 2023, 2024 is when we're really going to feel it. And we're not going to come out of it until 2025, 2026. So this entire decade is literally just shot because 2020 was such a bad way to start off. Yeah. I mean, when we had not to get too far out of games, but to bring it back to what we've all experienced, when we hit that market crash in 2008, I was in the military, so I was pretty fortunate for another year and a half. But that that took a while for us, one, as a country to climb out of, and two, like, you didn't, oh, the market crashed, we're good. You didn't lose your job the day the market crashed. You lost your job nine months to a year later when things started to really slow down and savings disappeared from all everybody's accounts and money was just not as easily to be had. So just so, kind of similar thing, yeah. I, I, I have a quick question. I have a long and answer. Maybe, maybe we could talk about this. Maybe we can't. Maybe we. You just don't know. But I have to ask. What's up with the GameStop and Reddit situation? Ooh, ooh. So you're. T- I'm guessing you're talking about. Are you talking about the GameStop Reddit or are you talking about the um? Something happened on Reddit that caused GameStop's stock prices to rise. Okay, okay. So this is really interesting. This is far outside of my wheelhouse of knowledge. So let me go to my Wicked Sweet app for stocks on my phone because I know there's an article on there. Um, I so and just to preface, I did not read the article. I just happened to like be glancing uh, where I get all my news source Twitter, uh, and I just happened to see like something like such and such person on Reddit happened and like caused GameStop stocks to soar and I was just like okay I guess that's a win for them but I have no idea like what caused this to happen so I'm just genuinely curious as to what happened what transpired and what the aftermath looks like so good I'm like just excited that Reddit is now becoming a responsible adult I remember the days when anything happened on Reddit, it was just pure nonsense. Reddit was a ridiculous teenager. I'm pretty sure it still is. Setting <laughs> fires. They're, they're somewhat reasonable now. I think it's because like Tumblr's better. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, since the, the Safe Internet Act happened, it's safer. <laughs> so, I can't find the article now, but it was it was interesting because like, my understanding behind it and, and I like I said, I'm not educated on this. I don't know how this all this works. Um, but it spiked because at beginning of the week because Cohen, who is like the co-founder of Chewy, um, does the dog box stuff and all like it's all pet supplies, uh, became a part of the board because I think they had purchased like thirty percent of the of GameStop shares. So GameStop put them on the board, so the stock went from like $18 to $40, like drop of a dime. Like it oh, just wow. spiked. Um, and then uh, this this is where my knowledge on it kind of gets kind of weird. So 
Um, my understanding, and I'm probably wrong on this because I don't know Wall Street very well, is that there were short sellers who were buying and selling so quickly. And what they would do is they would pay they would pay X amount of dollars for a stock and if it, for a certain number. And if it doesn't hit a certain price, they sell it at that price to whoever decided to buy it anyway um, and then reap the $100 profit or whatever the profit might be from that stock regardless. So Reddit was like, nah, fam, get out of here with that trash. And they started quick buying, selling, buying, selling, buying, selling the stock. So that that way the stock was showing a large amount of movement and the prices would start to spike just to screw over the guys who aren't going to stock. And it might be the guys who are buying it. If it dropped, they made profit instead of actually increased that. That might be the correct way. Yeah. So um, it's like buying options. So you can buy an option or a call or a call or a put and you can, the option is like, so you buy an option. And if it goes up, uh, if you buy a call, it goes up, you make money. But if you buy a put, it goes down, you make money. So it sounds like what you had were a bunch of people who were making options trades, um, predicting that GameStop would go down, and Reddit uh, basically shot all those people in the foot. So they actually, like, honestly, that's a smart bet to buy an option call for GameStop to go down with the way everything happened in 2020. Uh, but like the way they were doing it sounds scammy. So shout out to Reddit for like literally, um, just kicking a bunch of investors in their face. Well, I don't call them investors, bunch of charlatans. Let's call them that. All right. So here you go. Um, Andrew left of Citron research revealed his bearish take on the stock left tweeted. He would live stream on Wednesday and give five reasons why GameStop would crash to $20. The stream was delayed once uh, once due to President Joe Biden's inauguration and again Thursday due to what left described as repeated attempts to hack into Citron's Twitter account. Uh, in Thursday video, left described GameStop as a failing mall-based retailer and mocked the online traders fueling its recent gains. Uh, the amount of people who are so passionate about GameStop, blah, 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 blah. Uh, by Friday morning, the day traders of Wall Street won out. GameStop shot higher to a wave of unprecedented uh, volatility and unwavering bullishness. Uh, which to say like they spiked to seventy six dollars. Look, um, I'm pissed because in August I could have bought shares for three dollars a piece and actually got a bonus out of GameStop this year. So I'm a, I'm angry for a completely different reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they like the internet won in this case, and I'm it, it, to me I don't know. Obviously, I don't know much about Wall Street, but it points out two things: one, the internet is always right. Not always true, but we understand what that saying means. If you're queuing on, you're always wrong. Uh, two, maybe our system is wrong, but that's, I think, a topic for a different day and a different yeah, podcast. Yeah, I was about to say, that's, that's a topic for a different day with a different podcast and a different host. No, no, that's, yeah. a, that's a whole 60 minutes right there, my guy. <laughs> nah, man. Like, we, ain't we, ain't got, we ain't got that time, but we just take a moment of silence for the real legend. Larry, Larry King Live is gone. John Jesus, RP to the goat. You know what's the craziest thing about this? Not the craziest thing about this situation, but what's a crazy? Betty White is still kicking. She's still alive. Stop talking about that woman like that. You're going to take her from us. <laughs> You're going to put that bad saying, juju Larry, on Betty Larry White. King, Larry King was 87. Betty White is in her 90s. Yeah, but Larry King was 87, looked like he was 140. Dude, Betty White, I think, just turned 99, and she looks like she's like 87. This like is also true. this is very also very true. true. Wasn't his wife like forty? I'm sorry. What? 
Yeah, Larry <laughs> King's wife. Look up, look at his wife is very young. His son is like 12. Oh, I guess they got a nice little insurance check. Larry his youngest, youngest, youngest son. wife. Which. <laughs> Hold on. Are we talking about. His no, that is a young wife. woman. His most recent wife. I don't think she's even 40, my G. She might be 40. He's got seven ex-wives? I'm telling you, the radio business was good to Larry. The radio business was good to seven women. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm trying to find one here. I, I, it's hard to say, like, because these, all these pictures are old, and I'm just skimming them real quick. The last one says they separated in 2019. So I'm guessing that's the most recent one? Yeah. Yeah, so they separated in 2019, but still, I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke, broke. Nope. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so real quick on that note, and this has nothing to do with anything. Have you guys seen that uh, TikTok trend of white kids asking Alexa who's in Paris? <laughs> oh! <laughs> 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 All right, so you guys want to talk about something vicarious? Uh, a VR game? Let's do VR for 300. <laughs> All right. Apple reportedly planning VR headset for next year. Uh, again, this is how I'm buying it. I'm not buying it, but I believe it. Uh, GameIndustry.biz. <laughs> Um, Apple planning to launch, uh, citing people with knowledge of the matter, Bloomberg said. The headset is intended to be a pricey niche precursor to a more ambitious augmented reality product that would have greater aspirations as a mainstream product. In addition to being more expensive than existing VR headsets, the Apple VR headset is expected to feature higher resolution visuals as well. Apple is also reportedly making the device lighter by giving it a fabric exterior and smaller by uh, eliminating space headsets usually leave be open to accommodate users wearing glasses. All right, look. We all got Apple devices here. Yeah. This is cool. Like, yeah. it's, it's it's cool. It's super cool. You can't buy the first one. However, it's also garbage. The reason I say it's garbage is because according to this article, which I just read, it's a niche precursor to a more ambitious augmented reality product. So you are telling me you are about to sell a very expensive beta VR test. unit to beta test this thing. Like, listen, Apple. YouTubers, are, gonna buy YouTube, YouTubers are gonna be like YouTubers and millionaire rich kids. And, and Saudi princes are the ones buying this. No and regular people, person should buy this. Uh, should. Should. However, when you see Elon Musk wear this, when you see Ninja wear this, when you see like these people who are like, I want to be like him, and they get yep. their $300 checks per kid that yep. Biden is trying to push out every month, you know these, these fools with the hubcap spinning are going to be wearing these Apple augmented reality headsets. Yep. Yep. Spin nothing but facts. You're not wrong. Like, and that's, like, I, I love Apple's products because I have been with them for so long. They're reliable to me. I don't have any issues with them. But at some point, and, and I've, like, I'm, in, I'm deeply invested into Apple. At some point, like, it's starting to get to that point where I'm like, 
why is Apple really like they're just another Disney company? One hundred percent. Like they're actually they were in talks to purchase either Mitsubishi or some other car company to be like producing the Apple Smart Car, which is supposed to be the next like it's supposed to have premium interior like Porsche Porsche and advanced technology like Tesla. Like, all I heard was you talk about a PC and a Mac, and you'd be like, oh, you want to put new tires on? You can't. Pretty much. Yeah, once, yeah. They're, once they're worn down, you got to buy a new car. Sorry for you, dude. <laughs> and, and, I, and I hate to be this guy, because I did not... Because none of us, none of us in the general public knew Steve Jobs personally, but he wouldn't want this. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking at it, it's like, is this really what he envisioned when he made Apple? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so I don't, either. And it, like honestly, I heard something about like Apple uh, patented a design for a folding phone, and I'm like, yeah, Steve would have punched somebody in the face for that. Yeah, I mean, not only that, like they're they're filing lawsuits against companies who do repairs against Amazon and other companies selling refurbished phones, like. They're, they're, and they're winning these lawsuits somehow. Like, how are you winning a lawsuit because somebody is buying and selling a refurbished phone? Well, because they have a more expensive legal team. And <laughs> no one wants to flip those costs. Right, but that's terrifying because what if, like, if they set this precedent that you can do that, you're not going to be able to buy any pre-owned consoles anymore. You want to save money? Sorry for you. Go to Sony. You see, it, like, it opens up a can of worms. And, like, yes, it's just relevant to Apple now, but once, I mean, Roe v, v. v. Wade is a historical uh, court argument that got settled in court and is now referenced in other court cases. Yep. Like, yep. that that's just Apple versus the state of Wisconsin or whoever, whatever you want to call it. And you have this I same thing it. coming up. <laughs> Apple versus <laughs> iFixit or I bought a, I bought a or, phone. Or it could be uh, Apple, Apple versus, versus Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't. Well played, sir. Well played. How do you relate to verses in your own house? That's all I gotta ask. Kishko, what's happening? <laughs> How do you relate to verses in your own house? It's it's online. It's online. Come on. You sure relate to a Zoom meeting and said the hey. weather was bad? Like, how does that work? Do we still have one more topic? Look, maybe she's on satellite. Well, she was on something. I don't know if it was satellite. That background looked a whole lot like snow to me. I'm just saying. Hey, do you have to go, Matt? Is that what no, you're no, asking? No, 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 no. I, I just know how easily we get off topic. <laughs> we, we don't ever get off topic. We've never done that before. <laughs> All right. So let's let's talk about something vicarious here. Um, this kind of, it didn't hit home for me, but really kind of aggravated me today or this week. Um, Rich homie Spencer pointed this out to me, and I was like, what? what? Uh, vicarious visions merged into Blizzard. Uh, this again coming from GameIndustry.biz. Activision Blizzard has moved its Vicarious Vision studio from the Activision side of the business to the Blizzard side. The publisher to, uh, today told GameIndustry.biz that effective today, it is merging into Blizzard. Uh, going forward, a Vicarious Vision team of about 200 people will be employees of Blizzard and fully dedicated to existing Blizzard games and initiatives. Which means that Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Studio will no longer be creating games as the lead developer. That is my issue with this one. So, Activision Blizzard, um, 
who, who, if you've listened to this podcast at all, you know that I am like a diehard Blizzard fan. I love World of Warcraft, even though I don't really play it. I buy every expansion. Uh, I've played Diablo 3 and all, all the Diablo games that have been released, and I always purchase them they launch. StarCraft, I play little Heroes of Storm, Hearts, like all of it. I play all of it. Since Activision has, has become the partner, parent company, whatever you want to call it, the big brother, uh, it seems to me like, they one, they've lost all of their talent. They're great, notable talent pieces that they've had. I mean, Chris Metzen, like the founder, I believe, or if not, early starter of the company, gone a few years ago because he. it, it seems he didn't say outright, uh, but it definitely kind of hinted that he doesn't like the practices that they've been following. Um, Vicarious Visions as well has done some phenomenal stuff. They did the Crash Bandicoot reboot. They did Tony Hawk uh, uh, 1 and 2 that just released last year. And they've done other games as well, but most notably and recently, those two big ones. And now you're pulling them into the fold to not even use any sort of creativity, but to just sit there and make Blizzard games. So uh, here's my one pushback. When's the last time they made a Call of Duty game? Like, the game could not be good, but, like, functionally, it works. When's the last time a Call of Duty game didn't work? And that's 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 kind of... You said didn't work or did? Yeah. Like, all the Call of Duty games worked. Like, the, the, like, Call of Duty, you know what you're getting. The mechanics are great. Like, the story might suck, you know... Press X to pay respect. All this nonsense. But when it comes to like when it comes to Warzone, when it comes to multiplayer, when it comes to the shooting mechanics of any Call of Duty game, always super solid. So if that level of talent is going to be working on Blizzard games, while I'm saddened that they're not going to have the creativity to work on other things, I'm excited because that means that the teams that are working on Diablo 4 just got more power. The teams that are working on the next Call of Duty just got more power. Here's the thing, they they don't work on Call of Duty. You gotta remember that. Vicarious no, games don't does not work, work on, on Call, Call of Duty. Duty. Yeah, but like if they're within and they're not gonna, if they're within the silo, like there's gotta be some sort of like cultural thing that's keeping I'm hoping that the talent stays and that for me, this is my selfish reason for like wanting to play devil's advocate. I'm selfishly hoping that some of the talent that's there behind Tony Hawk's skateboard one and two is gonna transfer to Diablo Four. Like we get some crazy art developers, we get some crazy level designers, we get some crazy gameplay designers, and they join the team of Diablo and they help boost the firepower that's already there. Maybe we don't see it in Diablo Four launch, but maybe we see it in Diablo Four expansion one, two, and three. All right, so you want to talk about all the awesomeness that uh, they've done, right, at, at Activision? Yeah, I mean, I mean right, I'm well, not saying they're perfect. Far from it. Look no. at Destiny. Look, look how that's, much. And better, that's exactly look, how much better, look how much budget better is since they dipped out from. Like I, I'm not Activision. I'm not Activision baby at all. But there's talent there. Hopefully they're giving. It. My thing is, I'm, I'm hoping. I'm trying to be more optimistic this year. You know, positive Caleb over here. Uh, I'm hoping that there's talent that transfers and transmute themselves onto these new teams and that they can, like, meld and mesh and, and do good things because I would like that. Here, I really would. This is, this, this is my issue with this, Caleb. So I want you to get on the Googles real quick, and uh, I want you to Google search Activision Games. 
Let me know when you, when you get there. Yeah, man. All right, so right above all the images, uh, kind of in parallel to on the top left, we see Activision Games. On the right, there's an arrow drop down. It probably is set to most popular. Set it to newest. Newest first. Yeah. Now, how diverse is that game catalog? Not very. Not, and, that, and that's 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 my issue with this. Um, the last good games they had that were kind of diverse were either published by uh, Toys for Bob, which did Spyro, or Vicarious Games, which did the Crash Bandicoot games. Um, Bungie, which did Diablo since gone, or not not Diablo, Destiny, which is since gone. And then you have games like the Skylander series, bombed. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, bombed. Guitar Hero Live, bombed. Amazing Spider-Man, bombed. Uh, DJ Hero, bombed. Like, and you just keep going farther and farther back. Like, it's... Yeah, we keep going further and further back, but if we stick again... The only thing they have that's come out recently from Activision has been Call of Duty. Yeah. That, that's been like... And Sekiro. Sekiro's another one that's on their most recent list. But, I mean, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 is notoriously known as the one where they lost the licensing to, and they just pushed the game out. Um, Destiny, they t- overtook Bungie and was like, no, nah, I mean, all that cool stuff we had from Bungie that was like, you're going to be able to play your game mobily, you're going to be able to change the way your character plays, like, almost like this Mass Effect-like style gameplay character, and Activision came and was like, nah, my dude, do the game like this. Um, Guitar Hero, something that has been, you know, loved and, and, and cherished from people from, you know, 12, 15 years ago, and they released it with the weird little guitar, and it Hold didn't on. do so can, hot. Can we talk about that for a second? I don't, I don't think we, we were angry enough at that, like, collectively, <laughs> as a culture. I don't think we were mad enough about them screwing up Guitar Center. How do you do that? Guitar Hero. Well, the, how they did it is they did it with their no, microtransaction. No, 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 no. BS. That was rhetorical. Like, I know how they did it. But, like, who who sits in a board meeting, they look everyone dead in the eyes, and they're just like, yeah, this is going to make it better. How do you do that? How yeah. do you do that? And, and that guitar that they had sucks. <laughs> it is literally the worst. Like, the guitar they, saw, they had sucks, and the way the, the song list was even worse. Yes. It, I, rem- I don't even know where it was. I think... Uh, this is probably like a year and a half ago, so this is prior to COVID. Where I was at a house party, uh, hanging out with some friends, and someone's like, "Hey, I just got Guitar Hero. Uh, we just like to play with friends or whatever." And then I'm thinking, like, "Oh, this is like Guitar Hero Three, or maybe it's like Rock Band." And it's just like, "Okay, yeah, it's gonna be a good time." And we're playing this, and I'm, I'm holding this guitar, and I was like, "What? What the hell is this guitar? Like, what? Like, what is this?" And like they're playing the songs, and I was like, "This is way different. This is this is no longer." Guitar Hero. I feel like uh, what what was the so when Guitar Hero was in its boom, Rock Band was coming out. Rock Band was crushing it. Guitar Hero was crushing it. There was a there was a game that came out, a game air quote that came out uh, and was just like use this to learn guitar. Was it Guitar Live or something Rocksmith. like that? Rocksmith. I feel like they looked at Rocksmith like they're already tracking. They're just like yeah, this is cool. What can we do differently? Like how, like how can we mess this up? And then they look at Rocksmith and they're just like yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like I that's mean, what they did. It was it was bad. It and, and don't get me wrong. It's before Ricky corrects us. Well, 
Rock Band didn't sell that well either. No, Rock Band 4 didn't do all that great either. Um, it ultimately caused Mag Cats to go file for bankruptcy and for other people to pick up the controllers and start remaking them and selling them. Um, so it, like, it had a pretty adverse effect on both games that came out in the same year. How that worked out, I have no idea. Um, but it's just... At this, Activision is one of, if not the oldest gaming company out there. Yeah. Activision has been pushing out just your annualized titles and the games they're trying to destroy, it seems like, the franchises all the time. Had, did you guys ever play Amazing Spider-Man 2? No. Trash. No. Like, that game, like, it's... it's it's absolutely infuriating how that game plays, but it has Activision in it. Destiny had Activision like just knee deep into that daggone thing, um, and and so the list can go on and on. Maybe I'm focusing on the wrong side of the story, and maybe that's why we're not like seeing eye to eye. But like Vicarious Games is merging with Blizzard, correct? Vicarious Games is merging with Activision Blizzard to fall underneath Act, uh, Blizzard okay. so that they can work on, from what is speculated and, and presumed, Blizzard Bl uh, Diablo 2. Diablo yeah. 2. They're Diablo doing another remake Diablo because... 5. No. Diablo 2. <laughs> the re-release of Diablo 2. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds stupid. Because, because like, if you go to Overwatch games, I'm on Earth right now, there's Overwatch 2, Overwatch, World of Warcraft, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, Warcraft 3, Diablo 4, Diablo Immortals, Diablo 3, StarCraft 2, and StarCraft. What is Diablo 2? Like, who's, who's checking for Diablo 2 right now? Diablo 2 is the most beloved Diablo because it's, it's referenced as the best that there is. I, I, last, uh, I look, last year. I, I know. But last year, last year, Blizzard released, uh, what is it? World Warcraft 3 Warforged. And that game, like, just fell apart because, I mean, it's beloved. It's the last great RTS that everybody references on PC that created this entire Dota, League of Legends kind of MOBA uh, world. But they didn't give it enough attention, and the game didn't do well. So they're scrapping that entire team that worked on the older remakes of the games, pushing them into Diablo 4 to give that more focus, and then pushing Vicarious Games into Diablo 2 so it they can focus on other stuff. And Vicarious Games, known for... I mean, so I'm looking on their, uh, at Wiki right now. Uh, Crash Nitro, Nitro Kart. They worked on Tony Hawk Underground. Um, they've done Pro Skater 3. Um, I mean, they, yeah, they've had some bombs. Madagascar games. They worked on Doom 3. Like, they've been with Activision for years. They, they did Spider-Man 3. On, you know, PS2. That was like... That was the Spider-Man. Everybody referenced how great my uh, the new, the Marvel Spider-Man on PlayStation Four was. Like that's the best one since Spider-Man Three on PS2. Like this this is that group of people. Yeah, and that's crazy because like yeah, I just was poking around the website and accidentally found myself on their um, careers page. They still have three hundred and sixty jobs that they're trying to fill. Holy cow! Which I'm guessing is. Because they have a 200-man team that just moved into Blizzard, and now they have to work on Diablo 2 to get this game well, up and running. Well, they're senior risk analyst, senior esports producer, senior system designer, Diablo 4, unannounced project, temporary, uh, chief of staff of the EVP. I have no clue what that even means. Software engineer, gameplay, senior producer, mid-senior 3D artist, generalist, unannounced project. So clearly something unannounced. From what it's saying, from what you're saying, that's Diablo 2. 
uh, page two gets again temporary job Overwatch two um, shared game engine so they're d- working on the new digital engine Tekken on Atlas Diablo four Temp World of Warcraft it looks like either a bunch of people got promoted to other positions and then there's 360 positions left to fill so my concern is they had 500 positions left to fill they 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 brought in a team of 200 instead of 316 to fill blizzard is either the biggest gaming machine we've ever seen or they are in trouble and are biting off more than they can chew again greg i keep coming into these conversations with optimism and then you start talking and i get worried (laughs) <laughs> my, look man i'm a pessimist a realist <laughs> like if there's one thing i've never really been much of it's optimist so i get and it i have that here, effect here, on people here, here, here's my uh, take on this entire thing as i'm hearing you guys banter back and forth do you know do you remember like when you started job like you're you're relatively fresh like you're young into this job and you're just like bright-eyed bushy tail i have all these ideas that'll be so good for this job and then there's the old guy named craig who's been there for a while and he's just like no this is how we do things because this has worked and this should continue to work because that's how we've always done it (laughs) that is activated activation is craig (laughs) you more or less are vicarious who's coming in here they're just like like hey this is what people actually want. This is like really cool things that we can add to it. And it's just going to get ruined by Craig because eventually you're just going to be around Craig all the time whenever you're on shift and he's just going to rub off on you. And I just don't want that to happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, two, two huge things carry, well, three now, I guess, and kind of sort of kind of carry Activision at this point, Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, Overwatch. That's it. Everything else is just kind of like, yeah, cool. We'll put this out so that, that new guy will be interested in it, but we don't really care about him. And it it shows in the quality of product they put out there. I mean, they scrapped, seems like, half of Destiny. They, again, they tanked. Look, when the f- best thing that came out of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 was the gifts and the videos of Lil Wayne getting wrecked just mercilessly. Yeah, that was tough times. That like that's that's horrible. I think if I'm not mistaken, they didn't they have the TMNT license as well? Mutants in Manhattan. I can tell you if I tried. Oh my god, I hope they didn't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had that and then that got pulled from stores or from digital retailers because they lost uh, the legal rights to some of the music or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was an Activision game. Another title we lost. Uh, Transformers Devastation. Yeah, that was so bad. That was Again, so bad. Like, Activision just buys up these licenses and craps all over them unless it's Call of Duty or World of Warcraft. And even then, some could argue that after they purchased... Uh, Activision purchased, you know, Blizzard, or they partnered, or whatever that merge happened with the two of them. You would have thought, like, if you watched WoW, WoW dropped with Warlords of Draenor. 
Like, it was almost like a force to get out there. Now, Chris Metzen was still on the team. There was a lot of talk back about how this is just kind of like a side thing that they wanted to explore. So there's a lot of other stuff to it. But Activision is notorious for just crapping on their games, on all the licenses. And with us finding out recently that Star Wars and Lucasfilm games, LucasArts games, LucasArts film games, whatever their their studio is that they recreated, is starting to hand out these games back to them, I am extremely concerned that we might see one of these games fall into the Activision world. Because it's like everybody craps on EA because they're the worst company to work for and they push out games with a bunch of microtransactions, but nobody's over here looking at Activision who's like, "Eh, I'm a dunk on this one. I got Call of Duty, who cares? Just a little bit of that. All right. So, gentlemen, it's been a long one. Uh, is there anything that I've missed that you guys want to talk about? Y'all want to yell at me about my takes on something here real quick? No, I just rewatched uh, another video for uh, Final Fantasy 15, 16. Very excited. I can't. I'm not watching more videos until you give me a date. What about you, Matt? Anything else you want to talk about? Absolutely not. I feel like we've had a good depth of conversations, and we've also got to bring something out of the ban list for the first time in 2021. I'm feeling good. Caleb, I don't know if that was intentional, but that was just absolutely spectacular. The way my, my little square chair set up with the video, the second Matt started to talk, you straight looked at this dude and scratched your head. <laughs> and then popped back. So I just want to say, like, I don't know if it was planned, intentional, whatever. That was phenomenal. No, I was scratching Hat my head because uh, uh, Mr. Hunt is, is uh, celebrating another ACF championship dub for the Kansas City Chiefs. But that dude is the strangest. Like, if there was ever an alien masquerading as a human, it is Mr. Hunt. That dude looks really that, That's the marker entry. Him. Him. Have you not seen anyone that exists on Earth? Have you seen that guy? He looks like he's pretending to be human. I feel Matt, like there are other people that are creepier. He's looking like he's pretending to be human. <laughs> well, first of all, before anything, we just want to say congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs for not only defending the AFC Championship uh, two years in a row, um, but we are going back to the Super Bowl two years in a row to face one of the, probably the greatest quarterback of all time. There's uh, no problem. And to then be retired by the young GOAT, Patrick Mahomes. We're looking forward to it. It will be a podcast divided come Super Bowl. Um, look, we were we were talking earlier about these old men who look older and whatnot. Tom Brady's forty three. That man is still looking and playing like he's in his thirties. Right. He looks younger than me, and we share no, a birthday. He, he's definitely been to the Fountain of Youth. Someone should investigate him. Big facts. <laughs> Varel, we need answers. Right, Varel might actually be a vampire. Uh, no, there is, take, there is no mud, actually. Yeah, that man. <laughs> yes. But anyways, guys, we are always happy for you to be a part of this podcast. And in 2021, we're really looking to expand, explore, and grow our audience base. So be sure to check us out on all social media at the TDM Show on Facebook and Twitter at TDM Show on Instagram. Uh, you can always reach out to us on our website, whitenorthstudio.com slash TDM show. There you can always drop by, say hi, suggest content ideas or guests you would love to see on the podcast. And we're also available on all platforms that podcasts are streaming. So pick your favorite and then don't forget to give us a like, share with your friends and don't forget to rate and review. 
What about you, Caleb? Find me on Twitter at OldManMookie833. Love the energy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tonksy, T-O-N-N-K-S-Y. Find me on the consoles. Follow my Platinum Trophy poachers uh, that I'm doing here at Tonks, T-O-N-N-K-S, on the PS4, 5, and the Xbox consoles. Uh, but most importantly, as I said earlier, guys, we need your help again this year. Uh, if you're out there, if you're listening, if you're watching, help us grow. Help us become a bigger community. Help us get more to you, involve you in more things. Um, reach out to us, at, as Matt said, and let us know what you're thinking about, uh, what you want to hear, what you, if you want to jump on the show. Hit us up. I like I like new voices, new new uh, perspectives on things. Um, come on, podcast. Uh, I mean, I made it through with crap internet, like, and I had to reboot in the middle. Hopefully, when Ricky gets better internet, where they have better internet, where he he looks like he's going, maybe then he'll <laughs> he'll go away and come closer to us in a sense. <laughs> we'll see. Will you, Ricky? Is twenty twenty one going to be the year? No, uh, I want to leave you guys with a thought. Um, I heard this uh, on another podcast somewhere, and I just thought it was kind of funny, so I thought I'd share. Um, statistically speaking, uh, as many employees as Darth Vader choked out, there had to be at least one that enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. We love you. Have a good one.